0: (laughs) Hello guys, I'm Gitanjali. I know it's been a while that I've given you guys any food update? Well, I was also having a good idea of warm-up in hometown hometown. But for now, I am back and desperately in wait of the Mumbai monsoon. As I always say, weather with the food cravings, there is something else. Also because of the fresh seasonal produce, and because the name of the warm I am literally surviving on popsicles, gelato, sorbet, parfait, uh, and I'm not trying to rhyme and confuse you guys, but I'm here to invite my guest for my segment. This young, talented pastry chef, Sharmeen Indoorwala, is running her company, Co. in Mumbai. And I am very excited to have her on my podcast today, because getting tubs of delicious, creamy, luscious French parfait at our doorstep wouldn't have been possible otherwise.
1: Hmm, hey, Pooja, bhandar?
0: Welcome on my podcast, Sharmeen. Shermin, we all know that you're an ace-trained
1: pastry chef. So tell us about your journey that led you to where you are today. Hi Gitanjali. pleasure to be here. To tell you a little bit about my journey, I started my um, culinary career, so to speak, at uh, IHM Mumbai, which is basically Dadar Catering College, where I spent one year um, in their chef's diploma program, where we would have really intensive lessons of cuisine in the morning, and then we'd break for lunch, and then we would move on to pastry in the afternoon. So it was a high-intensity program. I learned an incredible uh, amount of techniques and flavor development and it just set the base for my future in the kitchen you know because it was really good basic classical French and Indian training um, post that I moved on and i decided to start my own small home baking business which used to be called velvet frost and i used to do cakes cupcakes cookies customizations um a lot of it was self-taught so that was a lot of fun as well and what it did was it helped me gauge the indian market and this was at the time where you know cupcakes were A very new entity in in the Bombay sort of palette and it was quite exciting to be one of the first people to do that beyond that I did that for about a year and then I decided that um, I need further professional training when it comes to patisserie because I had chosen patisserie over cuisine in the food space that's when I decided to move on and go to La Cordon Bleu to hone my career and hone my skills beyond that. So I went to Le Cordon Bleu and did my basic patisserie program in Paris, which was an amazing experience, Um, my favorite city in the world, so much pastry everywhere. Um, It was just incredible to learn in the heart of the culinary capital of the world. Beyond that, I moved on and did my intermediate patisserie in in Le Cordon Bleu in London, which was again a really, really nice experience. Once I was back, I worked with a startup restaurant in South Bombay called Nico Bombay, and I was part of a team of three pastry chefs. And it was amazing because our head chef was lovely and we got a lot of creative freedom. So we could sort of come up with the menu ourselves, um, project any new changes. Every day we'd make something new. So it was quite a fun experience being at that restaurant as well. And a year into it, I decided that I was ready to finally launch out on my own. We used to serve parfait on the Niko Bombay menu. It was quite a favorite with all the diners out there. And, And I decided that, I realized in fact, that there is no one else pursuing parfait in Mumbai. And it's such a great, great dessert. And which is why we did a lot of sort of... R&D, in terms of product, in terms of packaging, you know, my family and friends were all my guinea pigs around me. And that was a really fun, about three to four months went on product testing and development. That is how basically the Parfico was conceptualized and launched. So yeah, it's been a really, really fun, incredible journey into the business so far. Wow. But you know, food scenes have
0: drastically changed in India currently. Like a few years back when you decided to start your own venture, how difficult was it to educate an ice-cream-eating country about the difference in parfait and ice-cream and, you know, making them pronounce it right?
1: Did the comparison irritate you? I think it's still... Quite a challenge today. <laughs> um, I think what happens is parfait, just being as a product, not many people know about it. Even so, and a lot of people do confuse it with uh, your American-style breakfast parfaits, which is basically granola and yogurt and berries and so forth. So it is a bit of a challenge to educate people on what French parfait is, in particular, um, because French parfait as a cold dessert is something um, that has evolved into ice cream over the last hundreds of years you know and our endeavor is to sort of bring french parfait back because it's so luscious and so decadent and and i think there is definitely an audience for it and i think people do enjoy the product a lot so yes it is a bit of a challenge trying to educate people trying to explain to them uh, how to pronounce it but it's also incredibly fun because what's happened like you mentioned over the last few years is that Uh, Things have evolved in Bombay and people are excited to learn about new things and to taste new things you know And that's what makes it really exciting um, especially when we do events and we have one-on-one interaction with customers And that's one of my favorite aspects of the job because you get to meet the customers You know you get to give out tasters you get people to try a product and give you you know Some good feedback and most of the times it's really positive feedback So that feels really good and in that process you're also sort of educating the customer And you're also explaining what your product is to the customer, which they generally appreciate. So yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun, the whole process of educating people about what parfait is and how they should eat it. As well.
0: When I said food scenes are evolving also means the consumer today is more conscious. Since Parfait is known to be creamy, is there any gluten-free version for people like who want to beat the Mumbai heat
1: with something seasonal yet healthy? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's a really good point and I'm really glad you brought it up. Because the Parfait Co, we as a brand do not want to stray away from the conscious consumer because actually the conscious consumer is our target audience because all our parfaits are completely gluten-free, they're free of preservatives, stabilizers, emulsifiers, colorants, any additives, they're free of every artificial ingredient and as people are getting more and more conscious of what they're putting into their body uh, not just from a weight loss or calorific perspective but also from a natural perspective you know nobody wants to have anything to do with artificial ingredients anymore and I think that's really really uh, important you're going to launch a product today to be able to have an all-natural completely real product that you make from scratch rather than using something that comes pre-packaged or using something that just has artificial flavors in it and I think that's what resonates extremely well with our customers you know and the feedback we get from them is that when we do want to indulge that's when we look at parfait because it's still a clean indulgence and it's a really delicious one so yes definitely there is a move out there and I think um, it's important for us to stay true to our core principle of being an all-natural product.
0: Sharmin, I have generally seen parfait as a part of plated dessert with an add-on. What's an ideal way to gorge this? I mean, can this be treated like a dose of those gloomy nights? Yes, absolutely. I think
1: it's definitely my go-to sort of dessert on one of those gloomy nights. And to me, it's such a great um, comfort food, which is what a lot of clients tell us as well. Um, and yes you're absolutely right it is traditionally served as a plated dessert all over the world with added elements but also <laughs> most of our favorite clients they just tell us i just eat straight out of the tub <laughs> so i think it's completely up to you it completely depends on how you like to eat it you could eat it straight out of the tub you could eat it plain you could eat it with um, added sauces you could eat it with fruit you could eat it with nuts you know i think it completely depends on how you like to eat your parfait
0: business model like yours are encouraging a lot of you today you know to not hesitate in starting something of their own. We're literally spoiled with options when it comes to home chefs these days. As such every industry has challenges of their own but being from the hospitality myself we know that it's a 365 days 24 hours job from sourcing the right seasonal ingredient to packaging to delivery to marketing to responding to feedbacks and so on. So how has been this journey so far for you since your baby has grown
1: now. I think that everybody loves to eat you know and everybody loves food and this is really interesting because this is what I tell uh, young people who approach me as well to ask for advice and I tell them that there's a difference between loving to eat food and running a food business there is so much work to be done when it comes to a food establishment which is the case in every industry as well of course but the kind of competition that's there in the food industry today and you're serving someone something they're going to ultimately eat so everything from from marketing, hygiene, packaging—you know—delivery. Uh, uh, There's so many different, different components that. Bring together a successful sort of doorstep delivery for example you know at least me being a product person product is key and most important and I would say get your product right before you even think of you know moving forward once you've nailed product you have to have to have to consider all the other aspects of running a food business and it's not that simple that's why you today you see a lot of businesses also open up and close down within a matter of months you know because I think think that it is very challenging and, and as prepared as you think you could be you are going to be faced with a lot of challenges I think everyone does it doesn't come easy to anyone you know and personally for my journey it was extremely challenging as well because like i said i'm a product person so when it came to product i had no problem you know everything went smoothly but when it came to things like sourcing packaging you know starting marketing um figuring out a distribution line for the product delivery for a frozen product all these things were things that i was slightly unprepared for (laughs) i think in the beginning um but the most amazing part of running a business and this is what i tell younger kids as well is that you will learn as you go you know but you have to dedicate yourself to it you have to dedicate your time to it it's effort it's hard work but if you're passionate enough about it which most people are You will succeed, you know, but do not expect overnight success. Work at it. Somewhere along the line, uh, things will fall into place. That's some motivation, I say. Few weeks from
0: now and we will be parting ways with our favourite Alfonso season. What's next that we should
1: look forward for? Yes, I think I'm going to be pretty sad to see Alfonso season go. (laughs) Because we do have a fresh Alfonso mango flavour that we make from the fresh mango pulp, basically. And yes, we do have some exciting things in the pipeline, which unfortunately I can't. It's too soon for me to reveal right now. But we're working on this secret ice cream project, which is quite exciting. We also have a few new flavors that we're doing some R&D on that we're really excited about. So yes, you can just follow us and watch our space. You'll know what is coming up from us and you can expect some exciting things in the near future from the Co.
0: Thank you so much, Sharmine.
1: Thank you so much, Gitanjali. It's been a pleasure speaking to you.
0: Rest of you, do not forget to tag me on your food expeditions on Instagram. My handle is Dakar123. We world milk day but I think I will still stick to the frozen desserts made out of milk. You all please listen, share, like, comment and follow my food podcast channel Dakar on audio boom and subscribe and rate it on iTunes as well. I'm going to catch up with you guys next week with an interesting food story. Bye for now.